Hey guys, welcome back. It's Chris, and this is the 12th episode of the Conscious Capitalist Journey podcast. So, in this specific episode, I want to go over on how important it is to do what you fear and get over it. Just get freaking over it.、Uh, this is going to be an episode of overcoming obstacles. And how I push through fear, and I am now benefiting from that, and how it's so rewarding to do so. You know, you hear this all the time, right? Like, just do it, overcome your fears, like, stop being a little baby or little pee. <laughs> I don't want to bring any、um, sexual references in this, but. I want to let you know that you are not alone. Everyone feels fear.、Um, it is a part of us. It means that we are alive and we are human, right? There are some people who handle fear better than others. But to be honest, I'm not one of them. I personally,、um, like just posting this podcast, right? Like, even if it's my 12th one and I'm getting used to it, I still have those fears in the back of my head saying, Hey, what are we doing? What the F are you doing? Like,、uh, like you don't deserve this.、Uh, this is not who you are. You're just some introvert and like you're not even that successful, although you made some money. Like, who are you to? Go on this platform, like all of these fears, even for myself, are in the back of my head, right? But I choose to move forward because number one, I have a mission, I have a goal and purpose of going forward with this podcast. And plus, it feels good after the fact you did something. Like, I, I, I don't know what it feels like to jump off a cliff or do skydiving, but when you see people get off the plane and touch on ground or do it after, they look so freaking happy. And this is basically how I feel when I finish a podcast. I post something that's very vulnerable and I just. Do it. I don't want to make this in a Nike commercial or anything, but、uh, I do want to say that there's so much power in doing the things that you fear.、Um, every time you do, you're able to change, like mentally and on a physical level. And what do I mean by this? So basically, It's a common belief that in, psycho- in psychology, every experience that you experience can physically change your brain, right? So maybe, for example, you do public speaking. The first time is going to be crazy. Like it's going to make you physically like, sick and. You physically feel the symptoms of being nervous and so forth. But when you practice it and practice it, like you start getting used to it. And that is an indication 
that your brain is actually making new connections within your brain saying that, okay, now I'm used to it. I don't have to be nervous. And then your brain makes all these connections that allows you to adapt that new normal, right? So let's imagine a brain that does not go through the experience of practice in public speaking. And let's look at the brain that has been a lot of, had a lot of experiences. They are going to be physically, although you can't see it, different because you have gone through that experience and you just did it. It's like working out. You're working out your brain. You're working out your yourself, right? So um, there's so much benefits of facing your fears. And I met this this guy named DJ and DJ McCall. So basically at Peak Partnership 2023, um, it is a an event where uh, you can meet people who invest in apartment buildings. And because this is such a high-level event, you will meet high-level people. Um, in the real estate game, usually it's like someone fixing and flipping a single-family home or a condo or so forth. It's like on a smaller scale. Even if it's a lot of money, it is still on a smaller scale. But when you think about like owning a hundred plus, four hundred plus unit apartment building, this requires like a higher level of being or execution, thinking. Like you have to work at a higher level. And basically, I met this guy, and he was he's he seemed like someone like me, some normal dude uh, who's been through the trenches and. Basically, he has, I think, in, in the hundreds of units, and I, I'd like to say 500, but basically he was like talking about he overcame his fear and objections. He was like, the fear, fear is normal, right? But what's on the other side of fear? It's everything we ever wanted. And as a family, we had to make some sacrifices. And like, I know it's going to be hard. I know it's going to be emotional draining and challenging. But what happens if I don't do it, right? Think about the consequences that not doing it will bring to you and your family, right? So he was giving me this whole big picture kind of mentality and basically the the backstory was was that um he had to make sacrifices with his family but whatever he was doing within multifamily or investing in apartments that brought him so far from his comfort zone like he was so fearful and i'm experiencing this right now because i'm needing to be someone who is brave and just change my whole identity to be able to manage and fund these big apartment buildings. So think about that. 
everything you ever wanted is out is on the other side of fear. And this is has followed me through my life all the time. So thinking about when I was hired as a writing tutor, right? I was so not used to talking to people about writing because personally, this is something that I sucked at. I thought I was horrible at writing. I always thought about um, like, who am I? Why am I doing this? You know, you're talking to someone who got D's in English when I was a freshman in high school. Like I, but like, I just started to just do it. And I was motivated by money, of course. But at that time, I was like, yeah, maybe maybe I can make something out of this and maybe I can grow. What is the things that I can learn from this experience? And just uh, student after student um, who I tutored, like I just got better. And like the first time I was like, <laughs> like, oh, I can't, I can't talk to like, it's hard for me to, it's hard for me to even talk to this person because like, I know how difficult it can be writing. Right. But, um, I just did it. And that's what built some momentum. Um, I put myself in that situation. Um, even if I knew it was hard for me to talk to people, I knew that eventually I would start getting better at it. And I did. I started getting better at being a tutor. I, I started learning how to teach. And when you teach, you learn yourself. And this was an amazing feeling. But uh, I want to like fast forward a bit and share with you like how this played into my going to Japan, for example, right? Um, you know, everyone or mo many of my friends and family want to live and experience life in another country like it's it's so awesome like just imagining your life in another country all the possibilities and things that you can do things that you can see like all of it is so awesome right but not many people do it because they're afraid of like leaving in the unknown or just starting from zero and like, it's, it's a scary feeling of like not knowing anyone, not being able to speak the language and just learning everything from zero. And this also scared me. Like, like, who am I? Again, this negative thought, these negative thoughts, like, who am I to want to learn Japanese? And like, how am I going to figure out my, my way in? the Japanese world. Right. And this scared me, but you know, my, it, my dreams were bigger than my fears. And like, this is what I really wanted. I was like, you know, I, I learned a lot about Japanese culture. I studied it like, and like, I'm going to, I'm going to do it because like, I know that I will succeed in anywhere I go because I know as a tutor, I, I went into like many uncomfortable situations. Like I can talk to people. So fast forward, right? I go to Japan and I'm like, okay, I'm here. And like my first ever day in Japan, 
I was so afraid to talk to anyone, like even someone at the convenience store. Like they'd be talking in Japanese, and I'd be like, "Uh, oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah." And like, <laughs> I try to communicate in any way that I could, but to be honest, I was scared of just talking to people. I was living in my fear at that moment, and I was so crippled by fear. I I remember this like clear as day. So um, when you go to Japan as an English teacher, usually they train you for a week. You're with other foreigners, but after that week, you're in real life. You move into your new place. You have a new apartment.、Uh, you have new IDs, new bank cards. They set you up with that. But now you're on your own. Like you have no one else around you. So I remember feeling this feeling in my apartment, like when when I、uh, lugged my two heavy suitcases in my apartment, I closed the door, and I'm like, "Okay, now what? Like this is an empty house. I need to get food. I need to get like bedding. I need to get hangers. All, all everything that you need to live." However, I remembered that I was alone, like no one, no other foreigner was around me. At least I don't think that I, because I was like in the suburb in Osaka city. But anyways, I it was hard for me to kind of leave my house. I was crippled by fear. I've never felt like this before, and、um, I I. I was so scared to interact with a Japanese person because, you know, they they didn't、um, speak English, or I assume that people didn't speak English, and man, it was just so scary. I, I remember just laying on the hardwood floor of my、um, one room apartment in Japan, and like I'm like, okay, what do I do now?、Um, I'm so scared. Like, who do I talk to? And I remember,、uh, I, I was like, okay, I'm just gonna take a nap. <laughs> so it was around afternoon. I wake up and it's like eight eight p.m. in Japan, and I'm I'm in this pitch black room all alone, and I'm like, shit, I'm hungry. Like I, I have to, I have to fucking eat. <laughs> so basically, I gather up my courage. I'm like. Okay, I'm I'm hungry. I need to go to the konbini or the convenience store to get some food. So basically, I、uh, I slowly get out. I get ready. I walk out the door. I know there's a konbini、um, like a few blocks away. I start walking, and while I while I get there.、Um, I go around the store. I look for what I want. It's bright.、Um, it was a family mart.、Um, if you don't know what family mart is, it's just like a convenience store where you can buy food and like drinks and stuff like that. So basically, <laughs> I bring my food and I go to the cash register and <laughs> like going like paying for your food like. Now that I know I've lived in Japan for five years, all the convenience store 
uh, cashiers, they say the same thing. It's like the same thing. Uh, like, hey, how uh, do you want to warm this up? Do you need chopsticks, fork, whatever? Thank you so much. Bye. Like, it's just so like robotic. But like at that point, my first ever time being alone, like I had no idea what they were saying. And I was like, hi, hi, hi. They were like, wah, 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 wah. And I was like, hi, 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 uh, hi, hi. And like they were talking to me and they're just at there. I know what they're saying. They were asking me, do you want to warm it up? And I was like, hi, do you want forks or chopsticks and i said hi and hi means yes right so <laughs> basically i got both forks and a chopstick i said yes to everything and i didn't die guys like i had warm food fork and chopsticks and i at that point i was like wow okay i can i can communicate <laughs> by saying yes all the time so uh that just that just blew my mind. I was like, I can live in Japan and order food just by saying yes and pointing at things. So <laughs> that's just a really small example of like even if you fear it, whatever comes your way, just go through it. You can learn as you go along. And that's how I learned Japanese, guys. I just put myself in uncomfortable situations. It took a long time, right? Like I was there for five years. I can say that I wasn't fully confident with my Japanese until the second year. So every day I would study. I would go out, talk to people a little bit. Sometimes I would retreat back to my apartment never uh, stepping out, watching anime in my apartment all day, not really interacting. Like I was a teacher and I had to talk to my students in order to uh, give them the best education. So I was an English teacher. I taught uh, junior high school. And basically your job as a teacher is to engage in this and talk to the students uh, talk to them in English, but I would try to speak in Japanese. And like, I faced a lot of uh, scary times, really nervous times. But like, the point is, I didn't die. I just did it. And like, over time, you will get better and better and better. You just need to take the first step. And man, like, I want to encourage you to also do the same because you just need to take that first step, right? Like through taking the leap of faith and facing my fear, I was able to change my life completely by first taking the first step into Japan, even if I was scared, by even ordering that first meal in Japan in that convenience store. I started getting used to putting myself in uncomfortable situations. And this will eventually like just fast forward it eventually led me into like great social groups i met the most amazing people that um that liked me for who i was and i was able to make a really nice group of japanese friends 
who can't speak English, um, but I was able to communicate with them. And if I had not put myself in uncomfortable situations in the past, I would not be able to uh, have that kind of experience. And you all know that I'm uh, like, I uh, entered a Japanese company. It was a recruiting agency. I did HR and marketing. I did a lot of things because it was, uh, it was such a small company and um, we had a really big load of work to do. And basically I was able to enter that because I stepped out of my comfort zone all the time. So <laughs> with that, um, now I am entering into a very uncomfortable uh, situation and it scares the F out of me, like managing real estate or even using money to buy like a, a condo or single family house. This scares me. Um, I have not yet bought a Flip, fix and flip or rental property in America yet. But um, this is the, the next stage in my life that I have to just face my fears and learn it. And what I'm doing is I'm educating myself so that I gain confidence in taking my first step. So how to, how to uh, overcome fear in the very first and take the very first step? Just educate yourself, learn how to tackle that so that you get some confidence moving forward. So for J Japan, I just researched like, what do you do for this? What do you do for that? Um, it gave me confidence and also having people around you who have done the same thing. Like uh, they're in a different people who walk a few steps ahead of you. They can teach you what you know and. They can be like, no, man, no sweat. Like, this is how it is, like, in the beginning. And it takes a, some time to learn a new language or a new venture experience. The thing is that you just need to keep on doing it, whether it be uh, entering into real estate or starting your business. You just have to do it and test it out. If, it, if you fail, then you learn. But like you really don't lose anything other than uh, gain like really important like gems of knowledge that you can take with you forever. Like that that's the lessons from failure. But um, yeah, a lot of uh, people and like me, I still fear of failure, but I'm a little more used to it because of my uh, my background going into Japan going into business, um, doing things that I've never done before. Um, and basically, I want to give you a few steps on how to kind of face your fears and overcoming those obstacles, um, like not listening to the dumb things that yourself, your self-talk says to you in the back of your head. Like, I'm going to give you some tools that can help you. So uh, I, I like Dean Graziosi. And basically, he says that the voice in back of your head, it's always going to be there. It's always going to be like giving you doubts and like mad shit talking yourself, right? But he says, 
like confront it and be like, aha, like I knew you were there. Like when you hear the, the self, bad self talk, that's when you have to go harder. You have to point it and look at it in the face and be like, I see you. Just laugh at it. Learn how to laugh at it. And I like his piece of advice. Um, I personally like to hype myself up with uh, a combination of music or exercise, push-ups, and even sometimes like just pounding your, your chest like a freaking gorilla hypes yourself up. And it, it kind of pushes you to, uh, to do something. And I, I, you can call me weird, but like I saw this YouTube video of a gorilla just like, just smashing away at his chest. Like, like he was the shit and he was like, he was just like playing pranks on these uh, other female gorillas. And he was like, like to his chest. And he was like, just, he was so confident and just poking around. And I was like, man, I think this is a really primal way to hype yourself up and to feel confident. You pound your chest like that and it does work it does work you just need to feel the emotion and you know cavemen do it monkeys do it why don't we do it it's it's we've been doing that for millennia so hype yourself up whether it be physical and also um i personally like to hype myself up with uh like before um working out i like there are two songs that i listen to continuously it just gives me a boost i never get tired of it and i i feel it my brain switches on and it says it's time to work out i listen to uh can't stop by the red hot chili peppers and um around the world it, it, it's uh, it's amazing so hype yourself up listen to your fight song just do it um the next point that I want to say is it's important to think about your why. You know, it really drives me when I think about um, I am the one to change my family for generations to come. I'm the one to change the lineage or trajectory of where we are going. And I feel a lot of uh, responsibility. So I adopted this mindset from Ed Milet. Um, and the power of one more read his book. It's amazing. Like this is one of the books that really like cracked the whip for me on myself. Right. Like just, just reading, just read that. Like it's so powerful. That's one of my favorite books. Um, if you, if you feel like you're in a dark place or you feel stagnant, read that book, the power of one more. And also listen to his, uh, his motivational speech. It's, I think it's called like, you're too casual, man. Like the first time I listened to that, it, it made me, it made a grown man like me almost cry. <laughs> like it, it really goes deep into your soul and be like, yo, you should fucking get off your ass and do that work because you are responsible for your family and every action you don't take today 
your family's going to suffer. And yeah, it just cracks the whip. So think about your why. My why is uh, my family, my my wife, my future kids, um, growing in a beautiful family, having enough, not ever worrying about money again. And, um, you know, once I take care of myself, my family, I can also take care of other people once I make this money, right? I can donate it. I can donate more than I am now. I could help people and actually repay my parents for what they have given me and my brother. So basically, and they, they sacrificed a lot. So I want to make so much money that I don't even think about like buying them a new car or sending them off to wherever the, the F they want. You know, they worked hard and I want to treat them as they deserve. And that, that's my why this mo- motivates me. It brings me out of my, uh, my feelings of fear and it makes me take that first step and the next step and the next step. And yeah, just also, um, so I learned this from, uh, Tony Robbins and Ed Milet as well. And a lot of thought leaders out there, just being in that physiological state where you're ready to work. Like you got blood pumping in your, like all around your body. You have circulation. Um, whenever I feel like sluggish and fearful, I do burpees. Um, I try to do burpees every day. Sometimes I slip out like um, when I'm super busy. No excuse though. I'm just, uh, I'm being a little B about this. But anyways, like I feel that when you are in a, a peak physiological state, you have blood running in your brain, you have oxygen, you are able to just execute even if you're fearful. It's like just going to the gym, doing that rep. And over time, you'll compound and just reap the benefits of that. And yeah, lastly, is just fucking doing it, yo. <laughs> like, like, I don't know how many times I like was, uh, like, I, I'd like to bring you this this part of my life where um, it, I actually think that it was good uh, when I would go out to the clubs, I would see a cute girl or woman. Right. And then like, I'd be so afraid, but then I would just go for it. And even if I got rejected, I'd go for it. I'd go for it. I'd go for it like this. <laughs> like I know that like, just going for it, facing rejection. It just built me up until I found the right one. And that's my wife today. So basically, if I did not learn how to face my fears, um, just play it, play the game, you know, play it as a numbers game and like get rejected, I don't think I would have, have the courage to uh, invite my wife out for drinks one day at a company meeting. So I think like, yeah, on the other side of fear, 
yell like it is everything you ever wanted. And I still continue to struggle with this. However, I'm going to take my own advice. I'm just going to do it as I'm doing these podcasts. The next step for me is actually getting on YouTube, right? I have a lot of insecurities about how I look, um, my skin, you know, my hair, and just looking like a, a gorilla right now. I didn't shave. Um, basically, <laughs> I need to get the F.O. for that because I know that if I post on YouTube, my business would grow, my audience would grow. I would reach more people. I would meet more of you, reach more of you guys. And, um, yeah, but <laughs> the thing that's holding me back is that when you're out there, you invite like people to criticize you. And man, like no one likes being criticized, but I'm at this point where I'm like, F it. Like I'm already all in. I've been doing this for 12 days straight now. Like, like cats out the bag. I'm already like, uh, like spamming my friends and family about this. Like, I'm just going to go forward and see what happens. And I, I welcome you to criticize me. Um, if it's constructive, that is super welcome. You're free to give me some advice. You're free to, um, give me, um, your two cents and your thoughts. I think any way, shape or form. Like even the haters, man, like you're free to like say whatever to me. Like, I think this will build me up to an amazing per to be an amazing person. But other than that, I'm going to stop right here. I'm going to call it a night. But basically, let's just get that shit, guys. Like, let's just hustle and grind and just overcome these fears and just look at the negative self of us and be like yo not today or not ever like i knew you were gonna come but today i'm gonna be the best person that i can because i'm showing up for my family my friends and the world other than that thanks for tuning in we'll see you next time peace